This is the II Doctor Podcast for information about your vision, your eyes, how they interact with your brain, the health of your eyes, and how to have great vision forever. Here is your host, board certified refractive surgeon, Dr. Kana. Hi, Dr. Kana here. Today we are going to discuss presbyopia. It's very funny that myopia or nearsightedness or farsightedness gets so much attention and LASIK has become a household name. But the number of people who suffer from presbyopia, which is the inability to see things up close after 40, 45 years of age, does not get much mention. Not everybody has nearsightedness or farsightedness. But believe me, nearly everybody above the age of 45 and 50 will end up suffering from presbyopia. So let's look at it. Why does a person end up being presbyopic? For this, we have to rewind to the time we were born or even maybe when we were in the uterus. At that time, when the new lens is formed, which allows us to see in future life, is very thin. And it has supporting tendrils called uh, zonules, which allow it to change shape. When the shape is changed, the power of the lens enhance the eye changes. And because it's very thin and our muscles are very strong from birth through around 18 years of age, we can bring a change in power of seven, eight, or some people can even bring change in increase in power of 12 diopters. When the ciliary muscles contract, the zonules become lax and that allows the uh, lens to become more spherical. That means its power increases. So as things move from far infinity to close to us, we need more power for it to uh, image to be focused on the retina. Just think of like a camera. If you want uh, to photograph something near, you have to add converging lenses. So similar is the concept here. When things come from far to near, we have to increase the convergence so that the image can fall in the center of the macula, which is called fovea. But what happens as we grow older is new layers are added to the natural lens. Just like our hair grows, so does the lens. But we are lucky there are a lot of barbers around and we can get our hair cut. Unfortunately, the natural lens has nowhere to throw away the older degenerated fiber. In the rest of the body, the fibers or degenerated cells are carried away by the blood vessels, which are the conduit for nutrition and excreta. But in the natural lens, this is not possible because blood cells are red in color and they're opaque, so the incoming light would be affected. So the natural lens has no blood vessels. So all the nutrition to the natural lens comes from the fluid in which it is bathed, whether it is uh, the anterior chamber or the posterior chamber. The fluid flows around the natural lens and exchange of minerals occurs there.
as the lens keeps becoming thicker, it becomes less pliable. Till around the age where we hit around 45, 50, and in some people it can be even earlier, uh, at age 40, the lens becomes too thick for being able to be changing its shape easily. And also don't forget, as we age, everything else becomes weaker, like the muscles. So the ciliary muscles, which are moving the lens, don't have the same kind of power they used to have. All these factors lead to a state that when things come near, people are unable to see. Initially, it starts with seeing up close. Gradually, it'll progress to seeing smartphones and then even computers. And in some people, even distance becomes a problem. Now, when we were in agrarian society hundreds of years ago, presbyopia did not play a big role like today. Why is that? Because that time, if you were tending to crops or looking after livestock, cattle, etc., you didn't have to go very close. You could see there are seven cows. It didn't matter how exactly they looked, but there were seven cows. You could recognize your cows or go cut the crops, which were for safety as it is, you would cut at an arm's length. Many, very few books were available. But today, the whole lifestyle has changed, especially people who are in advanced countries living in the cities. 90% of their life is uh, about near and middle whether you read book in a paperback or on your kindle or even on your smartphone you're going to be holding things up close most of the people do their work on computers whether they be traders or even doctors dictating uh, into the electronic medical records etc and besides work and reading, even driving requires looking at the dashboard where, for example, in the latest cars, everything to operate the car is there, especially like in Tesla, where if you cannot see the iPad, things become a little difficult. But we are very fortunate that along with the increased use uh, of objects and near, presbyopic cures have been devised. There's a difference in treating presbyopia and curing presbyopia. Treating is what's been there around from the time of Benjamin Franklin, which are bifocals, and then came no-line progressives. Some people even wear contact lens, some do monovision. But these are all treatments, and they don't replace the quality of natural binocular vision. When you're wearing glasses, the side peripheral field is cut off. And in bifocals, you have a jump between the image for distance and near. Progressives for exactly the similar thing, but at multiple times, you have to move your neck. So cure means to permanently reverse presbyopia and the aging of time. And I have written a book on the subject called Rejuvenate Aging Eyes, The Miracle of Pi, where I discuss presbyopic implants in eye. And that's what's going to be our topic we're going to talk on for the next few minutes. 
So when you're talking of cure, we are saying, hey, do something one time and fix it permanently. Now we've discussed the main problem is the natural lens getting thick and the muscles not being able to change the shape. So whatever you do on the cornea, LASIK, or put other implant in, or try to stretch the muscles which have been tried, they don't end up working because the root cause is not removed. The root cause removal is the first step in the cure. Well, what we do in presbyopic implants in eye is open the natural lens, vacuum out all the contents. The important caveat is we are not removing the entire natural lens. So we are only removing the contents of the natural lens, which have become very thick and numerous in quantity. And usually they end up being, if you measure it by lasers, three to four millimeters in thickness. We replace it by an artificial biosynthetic, biocompatible, implant uh, which is only one-fourth of the thickness so the thickness is reduced and this is a very important point because people who suffer from glaucoma even though the presbyopic implants may not cure glaucoma they reduce the incidence they decrease the pressure because the thickness and the pressure on the drainage system is decreased we will go in detail into this in another episode, but we'll just in passing mention that. So now the implants are also specially designed by nanoengineering. So they're using a diffractive principle, uh, not like bifocals or progressives, but uh, which are refractive in nature. This is a diffractive principle which splits the incoming light into distance and near. So thinner lens using diffractive technology allows uh, light coming from different distances to still be focused on the macula and the center of it, the fovea. This allows us to see at various distances. And since both eyes can be operated upon, it generates binocular vision. So binocular vision we know is superior to monocular vision, that is one eye. And that's why presbyopic implants are superior to monovision done by contact lenses or LASIK. In monovision, one eye sees far and the other eye sees near. In presbyopic implants in eye, that is the pi, each eye sees at all distances, far, middle, and near. So the world is created with depth perception, which makes a big difference when you're going down or upstairs or driving in the night. With monocular vision, uh, you have a lot of side effects like glare, halos, inability to perceive depth at the best uh, possible way. Now, there are different kinds of presbyopic implants which uh, allow us to choose the best implant for a particular eye. In a sense, there are four types of presbyopic implants uh, devised till now, which are FDA approved in the US. The first kind, which came in 2005, are the accommodative, uh, which have a unique shape, which allows image to uh, from distance and middle to fall onto the macula. 
Initially, it was thought that these lenses would mimic the movement of natural lens, uh, but that did not prove to be true, but they still work in many of the patients, especially they are the go-to resort in patients who've had previous LASIK eye surgery or radial keratotomy, or there's corneal deformities like keratoconus. The two candidates in this group are crystal lens and true line, which is a variant of crystal lens, which can even correct astigmatism. So um, these two have stood the test of time. The next in our list is multifocal, which is actually more like a bifocal, but since it was the first to come in, um, it was labeled multifocal. But again, the caveat being when we say multifocal or bifocal, these are not refractive lenses, but diffractive. Um, so multifocal means like it can has a focal point for distance and one for near. And between the two eyes, summation occurs. And so the middle also comes in. But if a person wants to see much better at middle, then we go for trifocal lens. Thank you for listening to the II Doctor with board certified refractive surgeon, Dr. Kana. Hey, 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 LA. The iDoc is back, or should I say iIDoc. Today we have our guest picked up randomly from a crowd who wanted to participate and ask a lot of questions. Sean is here, and his grandmother is looking to have cataract surgery, am I right? Yes. And you said your close friend wanted to have Lezek. So you wanted to know about the two surgeries, the difference, or even what's the correlation, and can one be done on another? But I let you ask the question, and I can answer them. So I suppose the first question I have is, what is a cataract? Very nice question, because we cannot solve a problem unless we know what the problem is. So, you know, just like a hair grows long with age, and then it changes color with time. Same thing happens in our eyes. Every year, new fibers are made in the lens, which keep accumulating. Now, why are new fibers made? The answer is because the lens of the eye has no blood supply. Sean, you know why they don't have blood supply? Because if blood vessels were going to come in the uh, center of the lens to supply it with nutrition then you wouldn't be able to see actually that's what happens in a disease called PHPV when the kid is in the baby inside the mom's womb the lens is supplied nutrition by blood vessels and around the time of birth they disappear and dissolve so the sight can be allowed but in some kids it doesn't uh, go through the dissolution process so then that can obstruct vision and then surgery would be have to be performed but since we are talking of the rest for the majority 
the lens is clear so the fibers have only so much nutrition they get and then they die and they go inwards and then new cells produce new fibers from the periphery to it so if you were to take a horizontal section of the uh, lens it would be like taking a horizontal section of the tree stem rings each ring telling you how many years or periods have passed and just like based on rings in the stem you can say hey this year there was drought or too much rainfall looking at the lens you can say hey this trauma might have happened let's say infection happens when kid was four years old so that four-year-old ring will get affected so there's a lot of history in the lens but at the same time history is good because it's past but we need the present so as we age into our 60s 70s and so on the lens begins to change or the fibers of the lens begin to change color and they become opaque yellow white and in ultimate stages red and black so they obstruct vision so when you cannot see and that's a cataract so that's what cataract is and that's why we do cataract surgery so then the next question is, does that mean it's strictly a disease, uh, aging disease or can young people have it as well? So question is, is aging the only reason for cataract? It's the most common reason, but other factors can also predispose, like endocrinological diseases, for example, diabetes, hypergalactosemia, and other things, where the hormonal balance undergoes change and the egress and inward movement of fluid into the lens is affected as you know in diabetes we talk about sugar but that retains water so the lens can swell up and the fibers uh, can be degenerated faster to develop cataracts so that's one major factor others can be trauma you hit somebody or they have a road traffic accident and they get uh, what about football players? We talk of head concussion, but this could be a cause of cataracts too. Radiation, people who work in the industry where they're developing all this nuclear technology, are, can they get exposed and get this? Then there are um, uh, some nutritional reasons uh, we can get cataracts, and it's Funny, nowadays we have so much surgical technologies, so the books don't talk so much about different kinds of cataracts. But there's a gentleman named Sir Duke Elder in the 60s. He wrote the authoritative book on cataracts. And there, each type is shown in diagram as how it'll be different. So some are uh, cuneiform, some are cortical cataracts, nuclear cataracts. The most interesting cataract and happy holidays and Merry Christmas is what is called a Christmas cataract. So there's a cataract and it has all the colors in the world. So it looks like a Christmas tree. So there's many reasons person can get cataracts, but the most common and the most often discussed and treated is because of too many revolutions around the yellow sun. 
So when you say Christmas tree, does that mean that they're actually seeing different colors and games? Yes. Patients, not only the patients, when we look at the eyes in a, through a slit lamp, once the eye has been dilated, we can see different colors. And as we move the light around, the colors change. So when the patients see things in night, it'll appear different colors. So Lezek, on the other hand, is done on the cornea. So it's interesting you asked both questions together because I think uh, the other day when we first met, I was mentioning about doing Lezek for a patient who had already had cataract surgery elsewhere. So you see cataract surgery has been around for 2,000 years. But what I do, or at Kana Vision Institute, we do the most advanced one where we are able to treat the distance vision, middle, near, and get you to see without any glasses afterwards by even treating astigmatism. But people who have not yet boarded the bus for the latest technology and are strolling along along with the bullock carts uh, end up doing surgery the old way and then the patients need glasses for everything, distance, middle, and near, and they are unhappy when they see other colleagues, friends, not wearing glasses. So LASIK can be done on them to improve the quality of vision and eliminate the astigmatism and refractory error. So LASIK is done on the cornea, whereas cataract surgery is deeper. So LASIK can be also compared to LASIK, where a flap is raised. But in LASIK, instead of raising a flap, the top layer is removed and the laser applied to for that. So they are two different technologies, um, and, but can be superimposed on each other to get better outcomes. Is there a benefit of one over the other, or is it dependent on each case? No, so uh, what you're asking is, is LASIK better than cataract? So LASIK is done on people of a younger age. It's a refractive surgery. So if you ask whether we should do PI or LASIK, so I, I think you got a little confused, so I'll clear the thing. So there's two type of technologies, right? Laser-based and lens-based. So laser-based is done on the cornea, which is either LASIK, LASIK, super LASIK. Lens-based technology is doing cataract or presbyopic implant in eye. Now, when you do presbyopic implant in eye, you don't need to wear glasses. So LASIK is done for also, and LASIK for not wearing glasses. But they are usually done in two different age groups. As you know, cataract and PI are done in older people, so 50s, 60s whereas LASIK is done in younger people, 40s, 30s, and 20s. So they are two different technologies achieving similar results, but are different age groups. And it's only in certain cases uh, you could do the younger age technology on older people. Is there any benefit Is there any way to replenish your eye once you develop cataracts? So 
billions of dollars have been spent on doing that research because you know the biggest cost to the US government in healthcare is about cataract surgery even though it's reimbursed very low now since people pay out of pocket but the cumulative amount runs into billions of dollars and a couple of lasers were developed which were supposed to reverse medicines were developed there are some drops out of germany which they say can do but till now nothing has been proven to reverse the aging of the natural lens maybe in the future we will become ageless and our vision will be always good but so far we haven't even touched the beginnings of that time so if you're faced with the different options why not just go straight to optics uh that's a good question because in you only fix things that are broken so one of the things i didn't mention to you is people above 50 not only have extra layers of lens material but their muscles also become weak so they're not able to change the shape of the lens and as the lens becomes more dense and harder it's not able to change shape so when you cannot change the shape the autofocusing mechanism of the eye which is similar to that of a camera gets damaged so you can't see near so pi helps you see middle and near but in younger people their own natural lens and muscles can achieve that so we don't need to do pi on younger people because lasik can allow them good distance vision free of astigmatism and their muscles of the eye and natural lens can provide the autofocusing mechanism to give great vision at all distances So my next question is it sounds like LASIK is less invasive than PI is that accurate Yes now you've hit the nail on its head and that's why we don't do PI in younger people because it's more invasive and so you don't want to do invasion when it's not needed but again it's very safe surgery it's one of the safest surgeries performed and uh lasik is done on the surface on the cornea whereas this is done on the lens which is uh, around 3 to 4 mm below the cornea and what about the recovery time between those two procedures so that's interesting because both have similar recovery time for example monday i did a gentleman from the movie industry both eyes by tuesday he was back at work and lasik is the similar story with modern technology so when i say lasik we are doing pain free lasik now and that's such a big change or advancement over traditional lasik which has been done for last 25 years by people like me who first started doing lasik in this country but at that time or even now what doctors are doing is uh, they have to hold the eye with pressure which causes pain redness and decreased vision during the surgery but with painless lasik which is the new frontier there is no pressure so no sensation of pain and no no redness and it's much safer because there's no bug pressure put on the retina is there a reason to choose traditional lasik over painless lasik i don't see any reason do you 
What about the other options for LASIK? Yeah, so LASIK cannot be performed in every patient, and we've got variations. One of the latest variation is called SMILE, which is uh, a lenticule being replaced from the deeper part of the cornea. And since the deeper part of the cornea does not give so much support ca compared to the front part, so it's more tissue could be removed with the same safety. Lezek, like we were talking, and super lasik are variations where instead of raising the flap, the top layer is removed. In super lasik, it's removed by an instrument called epikeratome, where the um, oscillating epikeratome pushes the top layer along a normal mechanical, uh, sorry, an anatomical space. Pretty sure. interesting question so far. Yeah, there were some terms in there that I would want to break down, but uh, I wouldn't even know how to approach that, but we can just stop there for a minute. Hey, 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 Ellie. The iDoc is back, or should I say iIDoc. Today we have our guest picked up randomly from a crowd who wanted to participate and ask a lot of questions. Sean is here, and his grandmother is looking to have cataract surgery, am I right? Yes. And you said your close friend wanted to have LASIK. Mm -hmm. So you wanted to know about the two surgeries, the difference, or even what's the correlation, and can one be done on another? But I let you ask the question, and I can answer them. So I suppose the first question I have is, what is a cataract? Very nice question because we cannot solve a problem unless we know what the problem is. So, you know, just like a hair grows long with age and then it changes color with time, same thing happens in our eyes. Every year, new fibers are made in the lens which keep accumulating. Now, why are new fibers made? The answer is because the lens of the eye has no blood supply. Sean, you know why they don't have blood supply? Because if blood vessels were going to come in the uh, center of the lens to supply it with nutrition, then you wouldn't be able to see. Actually, that's what happens in a disease called PHPV. When the kid is in the baby inside the mom's womb, the Lens is supplied nutrition by blood vessels. And around the time of birth, they disappear and dissolve so the sight can be allowed. But in some kids, it doesn't uh, go through the dissolution process. So then that can obstruct vision. And then surgery would be have to be performed. But since we are talking of the rest, for the majority, the lens is clear, so the fibers have only so much nutrition they get, and then they die and they go inwards. And then new cells produce new fibers from the periphery to in. So if you were to take a horizontal section of the cell, uh, lens, it would be like taking a horizontal section of the tree stem, rings. Each ring telling you how many years or 
periods have passed. And just like based on rings in the stem, you can say, hey, this year there was drought or too much rainfall. Looking at the lens, you can say, hey, this trauma might have happened. Let's say infection happens. Then kid was four years old. So that four-year-old ring will get affected. So there's a lot of history in the lens. But at the same time, history is good because it's past, but we need the present. So as we age into our 60s, 70s, and so on, the lens begins to change, or the fibers of the lens begin to change color, and they become opaque, yellow, white, and in ultimate stages, red and black. So they obstruct vision. So when you cannot see, and that's a cataract. So that's what cataract is, and that's why we do cataract surgery. Okay. So then the next question is, does that mean it's strictly a disease, uh, aging disease, or can young people have it as well? So question is, is aging the only reason for cataract? It's the most common reason, but other factors can also predispose like endocrinological diseases, for example, diabetes, hypergalactosemia, and other things, where the hormonal balance undergoes change and the egress and inward movement of fluid into the lens is affected. As you know, in diabetes, we talk about sugar, but that retains water, so the lens can swell up and the fibers uh, can be degenerated faster to develop cataracts. So that's one major factor. Others can be trauma. You hit somebody or they have a road traffic accident and they get, uh, what about football players? We talk of head concussion, but this could be a cause of cataracts too. Radiation, people who work in the industry where they're developing all this nuclear technology are, can they get exposed and get this. Then there are um, uh, some nutritional reasons uh, we can get cataracts. And it's funny, nowadays we have so much surgical technologies, so the books don't talk so much about different kinds of cataracts. But there's a gentleman named Sir Duke Elder in the 60s. He wrote the authoritative book on cataracts. And there, each type is shown in diagram as how it'll be different. So some are uh, cuneiform, some are cortical cataracts, nuclear cataracts. The most interesting cataract and happy holidays and Merry Christmas is what is called a Christmas cataract. So there's a cataract and it has all the colors in the world. So it looks like a Christmas tree. So there's many reasons person can get cataracts. But the most common and the most often discussed and treated is because of too many revolutions around the yellow sun. So when you say Christmas tree, does that mean that they're actually seeing different colors and gamut? Yes. Patients, not only the patients, when we look at their eyes in a, through a slit lamp, once the eye has been dilated, we can see different colors. And as we move the light around, the colors change. So when the patients see things in night, it'll appear different colors. So Lezek 
on the other hand is done on the cornea so it's interesting you asked both questions together because i think uh, the other day when we first met i was mentioning about doing lesec for a patient who had already had cataract surgery elsewhere so you see cataract surgery has been around for 2000 years but what i do or at kana vision institute we do the most advanced one where we are able to treat the distance vision middle near and get you to see without any glasses afterwards by even treating astigmatism but people who have not yet boarded the bus for the latest technology and are strolling along along with the bullock carts uh, end up doing surgery the old way and then the patients need glasses for everything distance middle and near and they are unhappy when they see other colleagues friends not wearing glasses so lasik can be done on them to improve the quality of vision and eliminate the astigmatism and refractory error so lasik is done on the cornea whereas cataract surgery is deeper so lasik can be also compared to lasik where a flap is raised but in lasik instead of raising a flap the top layer is removed and the laser applied to for that so they are two different technologies um and but can be superimposed on each other to get better outcomes is there a benefit of one over the other or is it dependent on each case no so uh, what you're asking is is lasik better than cataract so lasik is done on people of a younger age it's a refractive surgery so if you ask whether we should do pi or lasik so i i think you got a little confused so i'll clear the thing so there's two type of technologies right laser based and lens based so laser based is done on the cornea which is either lasik lasik super lasik lens based technology is doing cataract or presbyopic implant in eye now when you do presbyopic implant in eye you don't need to wear glasses so lasik is done for also and lasik for not wearing glasses but they are usually done in two different age group as you know cataract and pi are done in older people so 50 60s whereas lasik is done in younger people 40s 30s and 20s so there are two different technologies achieving similar results but on different age groups and it's only in certain cases uh, you could do the younger age technology on older people is there any benefit is there any way to replenish your eye once you develop cataract so billions of dollars have been spent on doing that research because you know the biggest cost to the US government in healthcare is about cataract surgery even though it's reimbursed very low now since people pay out of pocket but the cumulative amount runs into billions of dollars and a couple of lasers were developed which were supposed to reverse medicines were developed there are some drops out of germany which they say can do but till now nothing has been proven to reverse 
the aging of the natural lands. Maybe in the future, we will become ageless and our vision will be always good. But so far, we haven't even touched the beginnings of that time. Okay. So if you're faced with the different options, why not just go straight to power? Uh, that's a good question because in you only fix things that are broken. So one of the things I didn't mention to you is people above 50 not only have extra layers of lens material, but their muscles also become weak. So they're not able to change the shape of the lens. And as the lens becomes more dense and harder, it's not able to change shape. So when you cannot change the shape, the autofocusing mechanism of the eye, which is similar to that of a camera, gets damaged. So you can't see near. So pie helps you see middle and near. But in younger people, their own natural lens and muscles can achieve that. So we don't need to do pie on younger people because LASIK can allow them good distance vision free of astigmatism and their muscles of the eye and natural lens can provide the autofocusing mechanism to give great vision at all distances. So my next question is, it sounds like LASIK is less invasive than PI. Is that accurate? Yes. Now you've hit the nail on its head. And that's why we don't do PI in younger people because it's more invasive. And so you don't want to do invasion when it's not needed. But again, it's very safe surgery. It's one of the safest surgeries performed. And... Uh, LASIK is done on the surface, on the cornea, whereas this is done on the lens, which is uh, around three to four millimeters below the cornea. And what about the recovery time between those two procedures? So that's interesting because both have similar recovery time. For example, Monday I did a gentleman from the movie industry, both eyes, pie. Tuesday he was back at work. And... LASIK is the similar story with modern technology. So when I say LASIK, we are doing pain-free LASIK now, and that's such a big change or advancement over traditional LASIK, which has been done for last 25 years by people like me who first started doing LASIK in this country. But at that time, or even now, what doctors are doing is uh, they have to hold the eye with pressure, which causes pain, redness and decreased vision during the surgery but with painless lasik which is the new frontier there is no pressure so no sensation of pain and no no redness and it's much safer because there's no bug pressure put on the retina is there a reason to choose traditional lasik over painless lasik i don't see any reason do you What about the other options for LASIK? Yeah, so LASIK cannot be performed in every patient, and we've got variations. One of the latest variation is called SMILE, which is uh, a lenticule being replaced from the deeper part of the cornea. And since the deeper part of the cornea does not give so much support compared to the front part, so it's more tissue could be removed 
with the same safety. Lezek, like we were talking, and super lazy of variations, where instead of raising the flap, the top layer is removed. In super lazy, it's removed by an instrument called epikeratome, where the um, oscillating epikeratome pushes the top layer along a normal mechanical, uh, sorry, an anatomical space. Pretty sure. interesting question so far. Yeah, there were some terms in there that I would want to break down, but um, I wouldn't even know how to approach that, but we can just stop there for a minute.